We ballin' with Kaylee. We callin' them plays out with Kaylee. That boy be capping, he don't wanna play me. Dunkin' on haters, they callin' me Katie. Yeah, shoot, score, let go. Score a TD, we comin' for more. Hit up T Brady, we hit up that ball. Oh, now we don't play when they gonna that show. Good morning. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Oh, yeah, no problem. Tell me about yourself. Who is Eric Woodyard? <laughs> uh first of all, I'm a, I'm I'm a kid from Flint, Michigan. Um, father, author, um, family, you know, very family oriented. Um obviously I love sports, so I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely somebody who, uh, I mean, I'm just very driven, you know, every day trying to get better. How was it growing up for you in Flint, Michigan? Um, It was, it was, you know, I, I love growing up in Flint. I mean, but it had, it, you know, it's a tough city. So even before, you know, most people identify the city with the water crisis and stuff like that. But before that, you know, like we was a, very tough city, you know, per capita, one of the toughest cities in America, one of the, you know, just, it, it was a lot of, a lot of things that I had to endure and get through, especially growing up in inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else. It gave me a different level of, um, you know, where I was able, able to adapt with both sides. So I can, I can be in the hood, but I can be in a corporate room and, and still be myself in any setting. So uh, for me growing up in Flint, Michigan, you know, sports was, was really big in our town. And, um, you know, it just gave me a level, a level of mental toughness that I don't think I would have got anywhere else. Wow. Okay, so Flint is known for the Flintstones at Michigan State University and multiple NBA players and NFL athletes. What is the mindset for a young person coming out of Flint? I think um, you see a different level of toughness. You know, like we call each other Flintstones. I mean, like, it's really that. It's like bedrock. It's tough. It's concrete. You know what I mean? You got to kind of get it out the mud, so. You see a lot of the athletes that come out of Flint, they have a different level of toughness. You look at Miles Bridges, mm-hmm. you know, you look at, you know, Mark Ingram in the NFL, you know, Kyle Kuzma, you got, you know, Monte Morris for the Nuggets. You know, it's just been countless athletes over the years, going back to history with Andre Rising and Glenn Rice, you know, some of the guys who kind of set the tone. Um, 
And I think uh, I think that's the mindset. I mean, they feel like once they make it out, you know, they got to continue to go hard and grind because, you know, you kind of coming from a situation where it's not a lot of opportunity. So I think uh, even with myself, I kind of view it like that. Like it's not a lot of opportunity, so I don't want to waste it when I get it. And I think, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the mindset of, of people coming up there is, is that it's so tough. And when you get out, you got you to gotta go 10 times harder. Yep. Back in 2014, as you know, the Flint water crisis begun. This was, like, very, very tough for your city. How do you think the people of Flint have responded to this crisis? I think just like anything else, you know, we're resilient, we're tough. We never felt sorry for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people in the media might have felt like it was a third-world country because they showing you, um, you know, the brown water. And that was the case for some people, but it wasn't like that in every single home. It wasn't like we was a charity case. I think um, we were just a victim of, uh, you know, government and, and um, you know, state officials and city officials doing us wrong out of greed and trying to cut corners with, with, with our water. And, you know, obviously, you know, science has showed us that Flint is not the only city that's been affected, Yeah. you know, uh, you know, with high levels of lead. Um, and we're just hoping that, you know, the, the next generation of kids aren't, aren't too affected um, by that decision. So, um, like I said, we never felt sorry for ourselves. Um, we continue to be resilient, continue to go hard. And I think, um, um, if anything, it just made us stronger. In 2019, you authored your book entitled Ethan's Talent Search. What inspired you to write this book? Um, my son, I got a seven-year-old, you know, who's a little sports junkie right now. <laughs> and um, me and his mom, we co-authored it. We were thinking of something we could do for him, you know, that would uh, kind of encourage him with his love of sports and also – let him have fun reading and we thought it was important for african-american representation as well so all the characters in the book are his family and friends and you know a lot of times in classrooms as we know you know we don't see books for african-american kids that they can kind of relate to with characters so um it's a great message with it you know where he has to find his talent through learning what he's not good at and not not giving up you know as well so um you know that was was kind of what inspired me to do that book instead of just continue to buy him Jordans and, you know, all these, you know, all the things that he want. I yeah. Think, uh, it was, it was kind of something that we could collaborate on. It was fun um, for us to do that for him. Let's go way back before that book. So you already know I did my research on you mm-hmm. and I see you wrote your first book in 2015 called Wasted. Yeah. Can you tell my listeners about this book? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in college, I saw a lot of people abuse alcohol and, um, mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of friends. And it, and it wasn't, you know, everything wasn't just sad and bad. It was some funny stuff, too. And I was just, like, taking mental notes and feel like, you know, of course, you know, just being out and uh, seeing, you know, bad situations happen. And I just thought, what it would be cool to write a story, like, from an urban perspective about a young guy that's, you know, getting wasted and, you know, has to be in a situation where um, he figure out if he want to waste his life over this or not. So it's just, like, fun stories outside of the box for me, you know, um, just not being, you know, something outside of sports. And it was it allowed me to let my mind just get away and just have some fun. But it's funny now, man. It's like I can't I can't even read it because I got so much better since then. You know, that was my <laughs> first time ever really writing um, that style. Mm-hmm. But, like, now nah, I feel like if I was to do it, like, I want to change this or that. But I, I still like the message of the book. I thought it was pretty good. And um, hopefully I can turn it into a short film or something. That's, that's one of my goals. You should. Wow. Definitely. That'll be super cool. I see you went to Western Michigan University. Mm-hmm. Did you always want to be a reporter or what led you to this <laughs> career? 
uh, I kind of, honestly, I kind of just fell into it. You know, I, I grew up, you know, kind of, obviously we talked about Flint, you know, basketball is everything in their sports. So I was a big, big basketball fan growing up. And then like, you know, once I got in high school, I'm like, now nah, I got to really figure out what I'm, you know, I, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good, but I ain't that good to be, you know, going to the NBA or something like that. So what could I do to, you know, um, I had, actually, I had a teacher who told me I was a good writer, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know what I could do with writing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know like any professions or careers, like of nobody I knew. And then um, I, I literally got to school for like fall welcome week. You know, when you check in like a week early, meet all the freshmen. And yep. I asked like a counselor, I'm like, you know, what can I do to mix basketball and writing? And she was like, sports reporting. And I, it, it was like a light bulb click. And I just kind of went hard ever since then. It was like, it made sense. Looking at your career, you have had your shares of ups and downs, bouncing around to different teams. How would you describe working for ESPN? Um, it's awesome. You know, like just the reach that you have, the credibility it gives you when you say you work for ESPN. I think those are the biggest things. Like, you know, you can come with something crazy and um, they can figure out a way for you to do it. You know, just um, for me, I've been blessed enough to do basketball, boxing, you know, football now with the Detroit Lions and um, just really expanding, expanding again better. I've got so much better as a writer through my time at ESPN just through like talking to you know, the best editors in the world on a daily basis. You know what I mean? So I think just the reach and just the talent that you're surrounded by, I think that's the best part. What would you say is the best thing about your job and the most challenging thing? Uh, the most challenging is, you know, ESPN only going to, you know, you got to have the best of the best. So every time you write, it's going to, you know, they're going to make sure it's the best of the best. You know, so I think um, that's probably the most challenging. Sometimes being pushed outside of your comfort zone with things, but I've learned to, you know, embrace it, you know, embrace the uncomfortableness. You know, what I mean, even even switching from NBA to NFL, you know, that was a that was a big challenge. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my first year I handled it well. Um, now I just want to continue to get better. And I think, you know, just uh, like I say, just the opportunity to come with something crazy and actually be able to do it. You know, I can just wake up one day like, man, I want to I want to do this interview or do that. And it's an opportunity to do it if I do it the right way. You have interviewed many different people. Which interview will you say was your favorite? Oh, that's crazy. I get asked that a lot by kids. Um, my favorite, honestly, was when I was, like, in Flint, just doing, like, the um, the local people. I had did this story one time about a kid that was in high school, and he was kind of mm-hmm. struggling in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And we were wondering what was going on because he was projected to be, like, one of our top guys in the area that year. And we didn't know that he was having a kid. So, like, we literally – followed him around like a day in the life of how do you adjust to like being a, a high school trying to play basketball and trying to raise a kid and like, mm-hmm. you know to look back at that like seven or eight years later to see that it's you know he did a good job with his kid you know that was one of my favorites but as far as like the bigger interviews and stuff like that I'll probably have to say uh some of my interviews early on with Clarissa Shields she is a two-time Olympic gold medalist boxer um she actually got a fight coming up February 5th but just like covering her from when she was a teenager to now seeing a lot of the great things she's able to do. Um, obviously, my time in Utah, you know, seeing Donovan Mitchell become a star. You know, when I first got there, he was coming off the bench. So I think, you know, that was that was very pivotal with just watching that. And, um, you know, just uh, I think those are some of my favorites. And, you know, being around Giannis a lot, you know, in the Midwest region when I was covering that for ESPN. Um, it's, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of interviews, a lot of great opportunities. Being able to interview Mike Tyson before, that was that was crazy. You know, just wow. like a lot of a lot of great interviews and uh I, I appreciate them all honestly okay so how was that interview with mike tyson <laughs> uh, it was crazy like because 
when we first got on the phone, this is how much of a boxing story he is. When they told him where I was from, he named the guy that was from, you know, from Flint that he fought in the amateurs. Um, that wasn't didn't even make it pro. Like, and Tyson knew who he was. I'm like, damn, like he really knows his history. You know what I mean? Like, I hear a lot about it. I watched a lot of documentaries, and I know that he used to study a lot of great fighters with Cus D'Amato. And um, mm -hmm. just to know that he knew, like, you know, this local guy who never made it, and that was the first thing he asked me. That was crazy, and you know, just the opportunity to talk to him, a legend. You know, obviously that was that was a great experience. If you could pick anyone in the world to interview, who would it be? <laughs> You're probably, uh, you're talking about like dead or alive. You could choose dead or alive. It would have to be Tupac for sure. I would love to uh, just have an opportunity to just kick it with him and just see where his mindset was. He was so much ahead of his time, and A lot of right. his interviews was real deep, you know, where he challenged the interviewers as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have loved to, you know, just interview him at some point in his life to just see where he was at and just the mindset. And I mean, even at 25, he's still inspiring me today. You know what I mean? Just listening to a lot of that old stuff. And, you know, the messages he was spreading, and it would just be crazy to see where he would have been at this point in his life. But, yeah, if there was anybody I can interview, it would probably be Tupac. Yep. Man, rest in peace to him, man. <laughs> We're not going to get no more good music like that. <laughs> Jamel Hill, Carrie Champion, others have truly paved the way for women to express themselves and be in the sports world. What are your thoughts on how women are breaking those barriers down? I love it. You know, I love it. I, I've had the opportunity to, you know, work alongside Maria Taylor and um, Malika Andrews, and I see the work they put in. Um, a lot of people might look at it and say, oh, they're, they're, you know, people who don't know. Oh, they're just a pretty face. They get on TV. No, these women work. You know, they work their ass off. They work hard. And um, like you say, Jamel, Carrie Champion, they, they paved the way, you know, like definitely um, by being bold and, you know, standing up and um, standing up what they believe in and, and being authentically themselves, not trying to conform and talk a certain way and be a certain way and um, I, I respect it I think I think this is a great time for women um, as they continue to break down barriers you know you just look across and see so many so many great women that are doing great and um, I'm happy to see it yep what advice would you give someone to that is trying to work in the sports journalism world I would say you got to definitely um, be flexible be willing to learn be willing to try things be willing to be pushed outside your comfort zone but also be yourself. Don't try to be nobody else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people come to me, you want to be the next Stephen A. Smith or you want to be the next this person or that? I'm like, I want to be the next Eric Williard. Yeah, I can learn and pick up, right. you know, parts from them. But, you know, also develop your own style because that's what's going to make you unique at the end of mm -hmm. the day. And thinking outside the box, coming up with stories that people are not thinking of, I think that's what's going to, you know, make you have longevity when you're different in some type of way and you bring some type of different perspective. So that's what I would think is just the Continue to think outside the box, continue to be yourself. And yeah, you can be inspired by these people, but also understand that, you know, you're trying to make your own path, your own lane. What's next for you and what can the world expect from Eric Woodier in 2022? Yeah, Do you so have I, any you have any more books dropping or anything like that? Yeah, we got a book coming in March. Um it's a, it's about a guy from my hometown. His name is Kelvin Torbert. Okay. In 2001 in high school, he was ranked the number one player in the nation for basketball. Whoa. He went to Michigan State, career didn't, you know, didn't go the way a lot of people thought. Mm -hmm. And um, he ended up going overseas and stuff. But I think the, the message behind it is bigger than just what he what he was able to accomplish. I think, you know, kids need to really know that, okay, you can be ranked the number one ranked player in the, in the nation. And, you know, one decision or two decisions or anything can happen and don't go the way that you plan on it. Will you let that defeat you in life or will you continue to, 
push forward. And, and in Kelvin's case, you know, he um he continued to push forward. You know what I mean? And he uh in his book he talked about the you know the emotional highs and lows and depression and you know a lot of things that I think you know a lot of young kids need to you know um need to need to be aware of. And it's also a history lesson to preserving one of the one of the greatest high school players I ever saw. You know, so it's a book that you know we I'm very excited about. Uh, Michigan State coach Tom Izzo, uh, he's he's provided the opening remarks to the book, so uh, we dropping that in March. I'm I'm super excited about that. Wow. Okay. So if people want to buy this book, how can they purchase it? Yeah, it'll be it'll be we have more more details coming soon. It's, you know, we we're not ready to release everything just yet. Okay. But my other two books, you know, um, Wasted and Ethan's Talent Search. You can check those out on Amazon. You know, you just Google my name and put that in and. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely cop those and let me know how y'all think. Let me know All what y'all right. think about those. I'm gonna cop me a book and then I'm gonna cop this book when it comes out in March. Definitely, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, who would you suggest to play a movie based on your life? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably say, uh, somebody like Michael B. Jordan, you know, what I mean, okay. I like, I like just like how authentic, how authentic he is. and himself and I think I try to live my way like that my life like that where I'm whatever role I'm playing is still myself like I don't feel like Michael B. Jordan is too um I think he real he authentic you know what I mean and he ain't trying to like talk a certain way or act a certain way and that's like the way I am and I think you know him being from the inner city and playing a lot of tough roles and a lot of tough uh and a lot of tough movies I think uh I think he'd be great I just want to say thank you for your time and I truly appreciate you for taking the time out to just come here and hop on my podcast. Please oh, let yeah. my viewers know how you can be reached on your no social problem. medias. Definitely. You can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, E underscore Woodyard. And yeah, keep grinding. Keep it up. You know, you're starting something good. You you know, keep keep thinking positive, keep working, keep grinding, and you know, the, the future is bright for you for sure. All right. One last question. Do you have anything that you would like to let me know? Like any advice for me to help myself get better and all that stuff? I think like, you know, the biggest thing, like I said before, study the people that you really admire and that you like. Pick what you like, you know, and kind of just be a sponge. Continue to learn. Continue to think outside the box. You're already taking a step forward by doing stuff like this. And um, just continue to work. You're going to learn. Your path is going to be your path through your experience you know what i mean i can listen to people all day but once i go through what i go through just knowing that i have resources to call if i do make a mistake you know so if you develop relationships you know what i mean like continue to lean on those if you do make a mistake don't be afraid to make mistakes you know what i mean like just continue to learn i think uh, i think the future is bright thank you so much for that advice thank you and thank you once again for joining me no problem no problem i appreciate it keep up the good work Thank you. And this is Colin Plays with Kaylee and we are signing out.